Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you here. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action every single day. If this is your first time joining us or you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here. On this show, my guests, well, they are incredible. People who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today, he does just that. In this episode, Chris Michael Harris and I redefine what success looks like and how to achieve it. So if you want to keep the flame lit until you win the battle, understand nothing is too late, and that health is everything, this is the show for you. Chris Michael Harris is the founder of Startup U, an interactive online learning platform that teaches entrepreneurs how to take an idea or an existing business and turn it into a highly profitable and successful company. Having founded, bootstrapped, and scaled multiple startups to seven-plus figures in his mid to late 20s, Chris's dream of the business building came to an abrupt halt when he received terrible lab results just weeks shy of his 30th birthday. Now, looking at the possibility of cancer and a significantly shortened life, Chris immersed himself in health and wellness, treating and eventually reversing his chronic condition over the next four years. So powerful. But doing so through natural remedies and lifestyle dietary changes. Chris is now focused on helping people redefine what success looks like and how to achieve it, all while treating yourself like a performance athlete without compromising one's health. Chris, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Rob, we made it. I know we've had some hurdles technologically to get here, but we made it. So I'm excited to be here and thank you so much for having me. We did. So glad to have you. All right. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. So Tell us how it happens. So you're living this extraordinary life. You're just killing it. And then all of a sudden you get a diagnosis. What happened? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's almost impossible to put a finger on one thing specifically. We'd have to go way back. And in fact, what the doctors, doctors actually suggested was that it probably was a multi-decade long thing that kind of just culminated uh, to my wow. 29th, 30th birthday-ish. Um, but, you know... This, I call it this, this, this stupid American diet, right? Sad, right? The standard American diet, the stupid American diet, living that, oh, yeah. drinking in college, heavy antibiotic usage when I was a kid, uh, not being breastfed for a long period of time. All of those things really don't, uh, they're not conducive to strong gut health. And I didn't know that at the time. And in fact, um, it wasn't necessarily mainstream as it is today. Uh, most of us go about our lives and we don't even think twice about that. So uh, for me, it was, it was kind of a, uh, the perfect storm, if you will. Uh, but to say that it wasn't exacerbated by the stress of building my first business, the one that we referenced, the one that just kind of exploded, uh, the problem was is that we knew something was wrong, but the business needed me to such a degree. I had to put in 18 to 20 hour days just to continue to keep up with the growth that we were experiencing. And unfortunately, by the time the business was ready to run, 
I was tapping out and crawling at best. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. So you made some adjustments. You took action. You decided. You planned. You took massive inspired action. You made some adjustments in your health. So what exactly did you did? Did you do? Not yeah, did you so did, I think the first thing, the, the first thing, and this is so important because so many of us are, are following these fads and following these trends when it comes to health and wellness. And I, I'm a huge advocate for personalized, not standardized. And so you may find something that somebody's doing that's really advantageous for them. And it doesn't mean that it's going to work for your unique disposition, for your unique biology. So I'm a huge advocate for testing at least once a year. And a lot of people think this can be very intensive and very involved, and it can be. It can be extremely expensive. In fact, I spend thousands of dollars a year on labs and I work directly with somebody in functional medicine to help me analyze what that means and devise a plan for me specifically. But now, right. unfortunately, with the advent of new technology and new disruption in the health space specifically, uh, we have amazing tools that you can do at home. And I have two that I'd really recommend if, if, if people are wanting to kind of pursue this path. The first one is first and foremost, right? You, you heal and seal the gut. A lot of other things take care of themselves, right? And it's not going to fix everything, right. but it, it, it's the it's the foundation, right? If you don't pour that foundation, have a solid, strong foundation, it's kind of hard to build, if not impossible to build on top of that. So the first is called Viome. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting to say that. So one of the things that I discovered, so I just started working on my gut, and yeah. I didn't even know the gut existed, uh -huh. but it's actually the brain of your body. You have more nerve endings in it's your the gut brain. than you do your spinal column. That's true. So it is the second yeah. brain of the body, and it speaks through the vagus nerve directly to your brain, and it basically, the, you produce more neurotransmitters in your gut then you do your brain. So a lot of people are experiencing brain fog, fatigue, maybe yeah. a little bit, uh, they're not, they're demotivated, feel a little sluggish, and they're wondering what's going on. And the fact of the matter is it could just be the, the, the gut issues that you're experiencing through that neurological disruption because you don't have healthy gut function. Who would have thought, right? You, you would never equate that to being a I gut issue. I had no issue. idea. So I started doing a, a, a program and I started working on my gut health and- Good for you. Um, wow. Yeah. Talk about a change. Like, I'm just saying there's so much you can do. And I, you know, my daughter just came in from South Carolina and we just drove. And the one thing that I, you know, she wants to be treated like an adult and I do treat her like an adult. Well, sort of. She's my daughter. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I harp on her, you know, she want to be harped on. But the one thing I harp on her all the time is you got to drink water. Yeah. Like it's the easiest fix of your mm -hmm. body. Talking about taking action in your life is to drink water. Yeah. Like all the time. It, yeah. It, it, it eliminates brain fog. It gives you a better complexion. It gives you more energy. You know, people that have these, they just get exhausted during the day. They're like, I'm so tired. Okay. Well, I take naps during the day, but also I just power down water all the time. And also when you think you're hungry, you can drink water and that, that, that takes care of that, that craving. Sure. It's so, so powerful. It's, we only have one body. We have one body and you have to take care of it. You know, you had a reality check of that. You know what? This is serious. I could die if I go down this path. I had that reality check. I was going to die because I had a blood clot. Right. And when you have those smack in the face moments, it really, you know, you put your feet to the flame and, and you have to like really understand. So it's important that you realize that you just have that one body and you have to take the massive inspired action to take care of your body to the nth degree. Uh, and specifically, if you're looking to do something like start a business or if you're in any capacity yeah. that involves so much of your effort, big initiatives, big goals require big energy. I think anybody knows that. Absolutely. And so, yeah. the pro like I said, the problem is in many situations is 
we're hanging on for dear life, just trying to keep up, downing coffee all day long. And I don't have anything, I don't have anything against caffeine. I think it's, in fact, I think right. it's actually healthy right. for you with the antioxidants and the various things that it can help you do, cortisol levels, et cetera. However, uh, if you're having to cling on to it all day and you're drinking it at midnight and, and you're, and at this point, you know, you're barely just hanging, that's a problem because right. eventually you're going that's to reach that ceiling. You're going to reach that cap where you can't give any more. And that's exactly where I was. Yeah, it's it's amazing in that. And, you know, there's the grinders in the world. And, and I always talk about you have to have balance in your life. I work really hard. And I, I mean, come on, I'm Mr. Action. I get a lot of stuff going on, a lot. And I take time out to breathe. Because someone told me this a long time ago. It was a friend of mine um, from San Diego, she's a chiropractor. And she said, how you live your life determines how long you live. Yeah, so. True. It's, but it's so amazing when you think about it, the choices that you make in your life take away or add onto your life. There are things you can do to add. It's been scientifically proven that add time to being alive. It's interesting. And when you've been faced with a new. Yeah, I'm reading a lot about these guys that are talking about longevity and it's fascinating to see some of the advancements that we've made and realistically in the next. 50, 75 years, we'll have people living 150, 160 years old. So th- it's happening right now as we speak where we are literally using Absolutely. the human interface and augmenting it in ways that we've never seen before. Yeah, I, I have friends. I mean, I, I biohack my brain all the time. There's things that I do to maximize my brain. And I'm very keen, and then I'll go back to it, is the simplest thing you can do is drink water. Like I have water all the time. I know. And if you think to yourself, you know, I, so as an audiobook narrator, I have 33 books on Audible and I've, I talk all the time. I have auditions. I'm always using my voice and people always say, Hey, I've got an audiobook to do tomorrow or I got to speak. What do you think? Well, don't wait till tomorrow to start drinking water to hydrate. Right. You've got to be hydrated all the time. You need to start like a day or two before if you're not hydrated. Right. And it's those action steps. Well, let's talk about some business. Let's talk about the startup you. So tell me how you came up with that and tell me a little bit about startup you. And then let's dive down in to the action steps that you took. I want to talk about the fear that you had and you overcame and how you succeeded in building, you know, multiple seven plus figure businesses. Yeah, I mean, startup you, and I often tell people this, when you're looking for a business idea, look no further than scratching your own itch. Uh, I think a lot of people get a little bit too fancy or looking for that next like big sexy idea. And it really is just identifying problems in your life that need a viable solution. Uh, for me, it was building that first business, which was an offline company. It was a moving company. So we started residential moves, particularly for college students during those transitional summer months. And that eventually kind of evolved into also including what we call the commercial side of the business, which was furniture installation for fully furnished student housing apartments. So think off-campus apartment, you show up, all your furniture's there, you just have to bring your clothes, which is a trend in student housing. So meanwhile, here I am, I'm 25 years old, I'm now doing business in 32 states, working with five of the seven major turnkey furniture manufacturers in the United States. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm learning on the fly. And it's growing pains, not growing pleasures, if you know what I mean, right? Very, very right. difficult to keep up. I think I probably spent 95% of my time being like, I wish I had known this six months ago. And so kind of realizing, wow, there's not really proper education that we could go to and find. Like, I didn't use hardly anything I learned from college building this business. And that's right. not a slight of higher education. I think it's important. I think you learn and you grow and there's skills you acquire and things of that nature. But in terms of the actual well, college kind of teaches you. Yeah. College yeah. teaches you how to get a job. 
Sure. It really sure. It teaches you how to how to be an employee, right. how to be a good right. you know, employee. It doesn't give you that that entrepreneur. I mean, you right. can kind of figure it out and you can take the skills you learn. However, it doesn't it doesn't prepare you for entrepreneurship. Right. It's it's a it's a big it's a big difference. Right. And, and kind of tying things together, part of the big health crisis was the the result of really the stress that I was under, not knowing what I should be doing right. or having the viable right. steps. So bottom line is we wanted to create something. And I was said, I'm going to start a school for this one day. And so thus, eventually it became Startup U as it stands today, Startup U like university, where we basically provide education to people that are interested primarily in leaving their job, starting a business, and then some advanced, uh, more practical steps thereafter. So you have continued learning so that you're not at it alone. I remember one of the biggest things that I felt as it just felt really lonely in the journey because I didn't know many people that were going through what I was going through. And so having accountability partners and masterminds and just, just even hearing other people's stories was tremendously helpful. And fortunately, we have that today, even in free mediums like what we're doing right now, when back then it wasn't as right. prominent. So that's what we aim to do. And that's what we provide now. I love it. I love it. So when you were doing your business with the moving, you know, that's the one thing. So with the law of action, you decide, you plan, you act. It's very simple. However, the reality is people get stuck in the planning stage. Right. They're they're so overcome by fear, fear of success, sure. fear of unworthiness, fear of looking bad in front of their family. So how did you actually implement that? I I, I have to say there had to have been fear in starting sure. it. Or were you just too dumb, you couldn't fail. You know what I mean? That's the uh, one thing. Or did you just take the baby steps? So tell me about that. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, I, I always, I always tell people. So there's a couple of practical steps I'll give, practical advice. But then you have to understand what right. side of the spectrum you're on. So there's the side that you just described, which is the side of people that I right. call professional learners. They're really too scared, a little bit hesitant. They've got to like, it's the next book they're going to read, the next course they're going to take, the next podcast they listen to. Yeah. They're waiting for that next thing that empowers them to feel like they're ready to take those steps. Or you have people like me. You need to leap. You need to leap before you, you're ready. Right. You just have to jump. I jumped off the cliff and said, "I'm going to figure out how to build a plane the way down." Now, here's the deal: that yeah. can be a very painful process if you're I not. I love that. Least, I want to say that. Wait, wait, I want to go back to that. I built a plane. No, I jumped out of a plane and had to figure out how to build a plane on the way down. That's, that's great. Precisely that's, what happened. That's me. Yeah. So I decide, I plan, and <clears> I take massive action. And the one thing that it's important to understand is that. When you decide, you plan, you take massive inspired action, it's okay to adjust. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's wonderful because it opens up opportunities you never knew. When you never take off, you know, Wayne Gretzky says, you know, I miss 100% of the shots I don't take. You have to take those shots. You have to take those shots. It's so important. Get in the game. Get off the bench and jump out of the plane, as you say. And build the airplane on the way down. Right. Uh, if, if I could go back, I would have, and you said balance, and I think balance is a fair word to use here. Um, I think many people in my category, right, the definitely the people that need to be kicked in the butt, the, the people that are sitting on the sidelines, professional learners need to, need to jump, right? The people like me right. need to kind of put some boundaries in place, some guardrails to protect themselves from getting burned because I got burned hard. Within six months of starting that first business, I was doing laundry in my bathtub. I was jogging in my office. I was losing 50 pounds because I was flat broke. And my parents didn't agree right. with my decision to leave my job and start this business to begin with. And so the last thing I want to do is crawl back and ask mommy and daddy for help. So I swallowed my pride and I right. did what I had to do, but it was very painful and it was very unnecessarily painful. There's ways you can transition from a job into a business that's far more pragmatic than what I did, 
And it's, it is what it is, but now I educate people on how to do that the right way and kind of find common ground between both of those two polar opposites. Right. And I, I think it's great. And, you know, I ask this all the time to people, and we have incredible stories on on both of my podcasts, Life Transformation Radio and the Living Law of Action show. And some of the stories are horrendous of what people have gone through. And the common denominator is, so you said this. So you said it was terrible. You know, you burst into flames, you crashed, you had to rebuild, and it was painful and painful. Would you change, if you could go back in time mm. from what the benefit, from where your life is now, if you could go back in time, would you change any of it? Yeah. So it, it's impossible to say, it's kind of like a, that's a slippery slope kind of game to follow. Um, I think the thing that I would have done and, and, and I had, I was blessed enough to have Damon John come on my show. And one of the things he said to me, he said, part of growing a business is taking affordable steps. There were many times that Absolutely. Damon himself. Was, I mean, he was hustling FUBU out the back of his car at Yankee Stadium. And there were times where he right. had to shut the business down, regather, regroup, and then reopen. And there are times when I let things kind of continue and then give myself options to say, okay, let's pull back the reins a little bit here. We grew a thousand percent from year one to year two. We went from 48,000 to half a million dollars awesome. in like, I say years, awesome. about eight months. Rampant right, growth. Right. There was a time there where we should have said, okay, let's slow down a little bit here. Revenue is not just growth, right? There are other levers to growth outside of just making more money, outside of making more sales. We could have taken time to regroup, regather, devise a plan going forward. I think we find ourselves, we when things go crazy, we kind of put the blinders up and we're kind of very narrow-minded, right? Kind of tunnel vision. Right. And that would be the only right. thing that I would change is I would seek the resources I needed, build things around myself. Because when I got sick, the problem is, is I hadn't done those things. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have mentors. I didn't have a team that I'd established. I was the glue, right. the engine, the wheels and everything. And I should have been at a point in hindsight where it was like, I can take a step back because this thing can now run on its own. But I failed to make that transition right. as well as I could have. And if I could go back and do things over again, I could have positioned the business for success. But so often what we do is we view our business as an extension of ourselves. So we see things where we're like, okay, well, I have to be involved. I have to be important. It's like, no, no, no. Now I treat business like a commodity. It can be bought, it can be sold, it can be tried, whatever, right? And Absolutely. so I would have treated yeah. it as such and given myself and said, I'm not going to build a prison cell around myself. I'm going to build a vehicle that can go off and create opportunity for others, including myself, not having me so closely tied to the success or failure of the business. So that's the only thing I really would have done differently. And I know there's a lot of nuance to that. Uh, but again, hindsight's 2020. I did the best I could. We had tremendous success and I don't regret any of it from that capacity. Right. Well, that's what I mean. So to regret. And so that's the thing is what happens is People tend to regret and then they beat themselves up right. because they didn't take appropriate action. And so what I was, what I was getting at is the lessons that you learned along the way. If you didn't have the obstacles that you had right. to get to where you are today, you wouldn't be where you no, are today. No, I grew light and, years. And, and people, yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it happens that people get into almost like a victim mentality of like, well, this happened and sure. so I can't be successful. No. The people that are successful, especially that have done it, you know, Damon Johns, I mean, example, yep. incredibly successful. And I guarantee you, he wouldn't have changed no. one bit of one millionth of a second of his pain that he experienced because of where he is today. Right, right. You know, some people go to college. Some people just go out and take massive inspiration. Right, right. Yeah. It's easy to look back and say, tactically, this is what you would do differently. But the overall progress, the bottom line is, did you grow? Did you learn from it? Right. And are you better off for right. it? And the answer to all three of those right. is yes, yes, and yes, check plus. Absolutely without a question. And I yeah. grew more 
and that time frame than any other segment or period of my life by multitudes, not even close. So in that right. sense, absolutely no. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't go back and change the past no. because if the past hadn't happened, you wouldn't right. be wise enough That's, and savvy enough to yeah. know to go back. And so a lot of people say, God, I wish I could change this. Right. No, you don't because you are where you are. Right. Like I'm it's, where I am because of where I am. I moved out when I was a teenager yeah. because of a bad environment. And I've been working and working and working and I've made decisions to go left yeah. and made decisions to go right. And I know where I'm good. It and where I'm bad at and what my lane is. And I know my lane a hundred percent and I'm in my lane. Absolutely. And I'm loving my life. Yeah. And it's just a rocket ship right now. You said something really important. You talked about people that they're basically become paralyzed because they're afraid to make or repeat those same mistakes and they kind of hold them and they fall into victim mentality. And I can't say that that didn't happen to me for a period of time because it absolutely did. It's a different, if it's a difficult balance, uh, there's that word again to, not have regrets and move forward with courage and move forward with tenacity, but to also learn yeah. from the things that you've experienced and do so in a way Absolutely. that's both methodical and strategic, not emotional and paralyzing. Right. So, so if, and not beat yourself up. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, if I'm, if I'm playing baseball and I've struck out 10 times in a row, okay, I need to have the mental, the, the, the fortitude to keep swinging, but I also need to analyze, okay, right. what am I actually doing wrong mechanically? <laughs> So that I can actually exactly. improve that. I can't just keep going up and swinging. I need to, an so, so I would liken it to that as maybe a decent metaphor, but I recommend people do it all the time. Analyze, but don't do it to a degree that you're literally keep holding yourself as a, a prisoner or a hostage to whatever it is that you've experienced. Yeah. It, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Right. And I see people go. do that though and, all and the that, time. I really do. All the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know people that, that continue to, business after business after business after business and the one thing i'm like you didn't get good legal counsel right that's why your business have failed every time yeah but i got i uh, just too expensive i'm like yeah but you've lost these businesses right and then now one that i've coached <laughs> yeah. in, now they could have legal counsel and they had a roadblock and guess what they survived and they're like oh man that's amazing right yeah if you're doing the same thing over and over again come on now yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy Exactly. So you, you did that and then you got into startup you. So tell me how that, so you had the momentum because when you're deciding and you're planning and you're acting and you're taking lots of inspired action, yeah. whatever you're doing, you get momentum in your life. And that's what lights me up is the momentum right. because opportunity just falls in your lap. Right. People just appear out of nowhere and it's such a beautiful thing. And that's where you trust the process. I say, right. Trust the universe because if you're playing here, when you were playing here, things just happen in a magical way. Right. It's interesting because my, uh, my wife and business partner, uh, my first, that first business, that moving company, uh, she did our social media right. and, and that we were doing social media and running ads before. I mean, we were spending like 400 bucks, you know, like $20,000 in return. I mean, it was, un it was like the wild, wild west. This was like 2012. That's pretty good. So it was wide open compared to what it is now. So anyway, it's interesting because right. that business ended up serving as like an incubator for her to start her own social media marketing business. That turned into her having That's her own great. online suite of programs, which she now serves over 30,000 students a month all over the country, all over the world rather. Um, and so that business kind of spawned out of that first business that I had. The interesting thing is, is that 
Doctors told me, look, man, if you're going to do this naturally and you're not going to go the pharmaceutical route, which is what I opted to do. I watched right. my father struggle with right. Crohn's disease for 35 years. And I'm not, I wasn't interested in all those side effects and putting a bandaid on the problem. I'm not here to say that, that big pharma is always bad. Western medicine's bad. I'm not here to say that. You have to choose the right tool for your situation. And all likely, it's going to be a combination of tools. It's going to be, hey, you're going to be doing some supplementation and some lifestyle changes. And then you're also going to use an antibiotic to kill a bacterial infection you have. Like, give me the tool I need for the battle at hand. So anyways, exactly. my wife begins to kind of say, okay, I'm going to transition into selling online courses and doing online products and building, you know, online presence. And so I fully supported that. And then when I got sick, doctors were like, part of your lifestyle plan is low stress, low activity, a lot of rest. And so that's what I was doing. And yeah. they didn't want me working at all because they were concerned. They said, you might not be working, but you're still working. And they pointed to my head or to their head. Like my mind's still going hundred miles an hour. I'm type A. So they wanted me to do things right. to invest in things that are fun, things that aren't stressful, so on and so forth. That's really difficult for me. So I launched the podcast. I said, okay, I can do this. What can I do? You told me what I can't do. Let's focus on what I can do because right. I can't just sit around right. for years. I don't think it's even healthy to do that. Right. So what can I do? No, well, I can no. give back to others. I started right. mentoring, started podcasting. I started having conversations with the people that I wanted to be like when I grew up, right? The Damons and people like that. And I started investing in my right. wife. So I started taking her on. She was basically my first client as a coach. And so next thing you know, we grow her business to multiple seven figures. We'd repeated the same process. She's now 26 and I'm 30 or whatever I was, 29, 30, right around there. So it happened very quickly uh, that we took what we had done the first time, which was amazing. And people always say like your mess can become your message. And I think the awesome thing right. for me that I realized is like this was such a thing when I got sick, I thought this is the end of it for me, right? And there was that pity period where I felt really down and stuff like that, or rightfully so, right? And then I quickly realized that like, man, it was awesome to see the things I had learned immediately benefited other people, right? Specifically my business partner, my wife and watching her go off. And I'll tell you this, she was gonna do it regardless whether I was involved or not. I played a role in that. But she was going to do it regardless. I, I, I helped in whatever capacity that I could help. But to see the, the things that I had learned and the advice that I give her work again uh, was 100% validating and now doing that with other people. So it was tremendous. And then obviously then um, building her online brand, I kind of piggybacked off and said, I want to do my own online thing. I kind of like this online game. So it, you really don't know what life's going to throw at you. You just kind of kind of have to go with the punches and figure out where it leads you and, and kind of not be so fixated on this is what I see my life being, but what's the opportunity and where's that opportunity taking me? And that's literally all that's happened. Absolutely. And to be a catalyst for, for someone to have success is so humbling and so, man, it just feels so, so good. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things when I had my blood clot, um, they told me exactly all the things that I can't do. And at that time I was doing an hour of boxing a day, mm. an hour of Muay Thai. I was in my fifth, just, just get, get in my fifties and I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to start doing, uh, MMA. Right. I'm going to start getting in the cage. And I started to do that. And now I can't ride a motorcycle, wow. can't fight, can't do this, yeah. can't do. I was, and I wasn't an athlete, but I got really into it. I got an incredible shape. Yeah. And so, you know, I did have my little pity party and I discovered what I can do and I can do a podcast. I can do coaching. I can write a best-selling book. I can do audiobooks. Right. Um, I can kayak. I don't have a chance of bleeding there. I can drown, but that's about yep. it. You know, I have to, I, you adjust and that's it. You pivot, you adjust, yep. you shift and you do what you can do and you don't dwell on what you can't do. Right. Like I really was enjoying fighting. I, I'd never have been in that situation and I was good at it. Um, 
got my ass kicked a lot of times, especially from some girls in my Muay Thai class, but it was great. Right. I loved it. You know, yeah. um, I was in, I, it was amazing. And it sucks that I can't do it anymore. Mm. I mean, I really enjoyed kicking the bag. Mm. Can't kick anymore. I've got a blood clot. I'm on blood thinners. I, I would be bad for right. me. And so you once again have to pivot and adjust and, and go where you go and thrive from the challenges that are in front of you, not be the victim. Right. And a lot of people want to shut down when you can just get present. And I always say, I go outside and get barefoot, walk in the grass, connect with Mother Earth and the universe. And you just have that sense of grounding and calm. And you really can do anything. And it's all out there for you. And if you have a wall in front of you, you don't go necessarily have to go through the wall. You can just pivot and go left or right or backwards. Right. I, I think uh, something that is extremely undervalued, but not only in, in entrepreneurship, but in life is resourcefulness. Tony Robbins talks about it. Yeah. Like, if, you don't have, if you don't have resources, it means you need to be resourceful, right? And, and I think a lot of times Absolutely. people in a business setting, they get to a situation and I see this all the time with young entrepreneurs. It's like, well, I have this idea, but I don't have funding. And it's like, dude, no one's going to just write you a check for an idea. I'm sorry, but ideas are worth shit. They're worth absolutely nothing, right? It's the execution right. of a well thought out plan that's worth something. It's showing substance behind absolutely. it. Absolutely. But so many times it's like, absolutely. Oh, I got this great, this billion dollar idea, <laughs> but I want you to sign my NDA and I need funding. And it's like, man, it, it right. is so profoundly important in anything you do to do what you just said, which is to be resourceful. What can you do? You might not have the greatest iteration of your business right now, well, what can you do in this moment? What does a basic iteration look like that you can get off the ground? It doesn't cost you hardly anything to start most businesses. And that's the amazing part now of the technological advancements. Yeah. What we're doing here, you could literally go buy a $50 mic on Amazon and sit in your closet and record on the laptop that you already own or you're using for school or you, you know, whatever. And you could record and put out right. content. It doesn't cost you hardly anything. Yeah. You could host it for $5 a month. So it's, it's, you know, there's never been a better time in human history to start a business. There's never been a better time in human history to find alternatives like what you found. There's abundance of information. So there's just no excuse to not find those things and equip yourself with what you need to succeed in whatever it is that you choose to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that drive and determination, I can see why you built the multiple seven figure plus yeah. businesses is that you are resourceful. And the thing is that people that want to have someone invest in them and write them a big check. However, they're not willing right. to do the grind, the, the, the down and dirty of like cleaning the toilet kind of a moment. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. But when you're willing and someone who has money wants to invest in you, when they see that perseverance that you're going to do whatever, you need to work harder right. than they would work. Yeah. And if you're not going to work harder than they would work, they're not going to give you money. They're not going to invest with you. It's just not going to happen no. because the reason they have the money to invest in you because they work harder than you work. Yeah. And, and, and I've been on both sides. So I've pitched, I, I don't know, I, I, for the moving company alone, I know I pitched 725 investors in four months. I mean, it was outrageous. Wow. <laughs> just pitch galore. And that's massive inspired action. Yeah, and you it, know it, what? It, it was you very, grew from and that, that was after my you, health diagnosis. I was extremely ill when I was doing that. It was crazy. I, mean, I was doing everything I could to get the resources that I needed to keep that business going. Anyways. Bottom line is I pitched on both sides of the equation. I pitched on the side of needing money right. and I pitched on the side of not right. needing the money. And I'll tell you what, if for no other reason 
having the power in that negotiation, not needing the money and being able to have those negotiations right. with confidence about due diligence and how much funding they're getting, how much equity you're going to give up. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want to be in a situation where you're begging and they're poking holes in your business. You want to be in the situation where your business is healthy, thriving, growing, and it's more of an opportunity for them to invest in you than it is right. for the other way around. Exactly. So if for no other reason, I'm telling exactly. you right now, I've been in a lot of these discussions with a lot, with several different businesses at this point. Part of what I do is help people raise capital. It is a much more enjoyable process. Investors can be brutal. Go to the table with something to prove, with substance, with a track record. And I promise you, it is going to be so much more enjoyable than the other way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, you have to have to work harder than your investors. And that's so important. And I love what you said is that it's more of an opportunity for them. Right. You don't want to need them. You you just don't want to need them now. And that gives you a lot of power and it also creates a momentum and it creates a fair exchange because when you have someone invest in you and they're harder workers and you're not, you're not, you do need them. They own you. They do. They, they really do own you. And well, they, they come in and they try to tell you how to run your business too. That's the biggest thing is they exactly. come in and they, they, exactly. a, it's a different paradoxical view of how that, that dynamic is going to work. In a lot of cases, when you're in the right situation, you bring somebody on, it's more of an extension of what you're already doing versus coming in and telling you how. To, there's nothing worse than busting your ass and getting to a point where you raise money and then having someone else come in and tell you how to run your business. And that's what they'll do if you're in the opposite situation of begging for money. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. I know we had some technical issues. and hey, I'm glad we got we, through it. We had massive inspired action and go. we made it happen. There you go. Like, I got on wow. like 30, 45 minutes early to make sure we we're going to be okay today. So I'm glad we were able to make it work and I appreciate you for having me. I enjoyed it. I would ask if your audience and, and they maybe not, they don't know what it requires like the, the action, if you will, behind hosting a podcast. There's so you guys are seeing the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that needs to be done to actually provide this publication for Absolutely. you for free. If you would, it literally takes you 20 seconds. You can tag me on social media and call me a liar if it takes you longer, I promise, to hit subscribe and to leave a review. The reason is because whatever wherever you get your podcast, that app, those are the two most important factors they look for when they determine where to rank podcasts. So it's subscribe and leave a quick review. All you have to do is say great chat leave five stars or whatever you feel like the show warrants. But if you could do that for my friend here today, it's like leaving a tip for your waiter or your waitress and I would greatly appreciate it. I appreciate that too. And if you want to reach out to Chris, you can hit him at chrismichaelharris.com and uh, stop on and say hi. He's a great guy. I think we're becoming friends right here. We've been through a lot already in a very short yeah. amount of time. I, I actually made him change his microphone. Said it's like, dude, you don't sound as good as you could sound. So I made him make some adjustments. So the fact that he's still here and still on the show, it says a lot. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Chris. I so appreciate it. I appreciate it, it buddy. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to the Living the Law of Action show. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guest, Chris Michael Harris, to touch your heart, move your soul, inspire you. And remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. Take massive, inspired action. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.